0: The Lord Keeps His Promise. Discussion notes based on Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55, and Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In verses 46 through 55, Mary shares beautiful words of praise. She talks about how good the Lord has been to her. She talks about how God has blessed those who fear Him and God has chastised the unrighteous. In verses 1 through 7, the government called for a census. Joseph went to his hometown of Bethlehem. There, there his pledged wife delivered her first child, and our Savior, Mm -hmm. Jesus. A key idea in today's lesson is Mary praises God for His goodness, and God brings about the birth of Jesus in rather mundane circumstances. Prayerfully, we will be challenged to praise God and be open to whatever way He wants to move. Our first application is rejoicing about God's goodness. Notice in verses 46-49 that Mary glorified and rejoiced about the goodness of the Lord. She thought about how God had been mindful of her. Excuse me. She thought about how God did great things for her. And her thinking about the goodness of led to soul and spirit-based rejoicing. In like manner, when we think about the goodness of the Lord, we should rejoice outwardly, not just in our private hearts. Saved people can always rejoice about being saved from going to hell. Many of us can rejoice about how things could be worse in our lives, and we believe that things will get better. Our rejoicing is often helpful to others. Let's work on rejoicing about the goodness of the Lord. Of course, this means that we need to make time to be mindful of the goodness of God. Our second application is humble and fearful obedience. Notice in verses 48, 50 through 55, that God blesses those who humbly and fearfully respectfully obey Him. When we think about how powerful and wise God is and how weak and ignorant we are, it should not be too difficult to be humble and fearful or respectful before Him. Being humble and fearful should lead to obedient service. Too many lack humility and fearfulness and consequently lack obedient service and the blessings that follow. Let's work on humbling ourselves to fearfully obey God's will for our lives. At the core of God's will is for us to love God, ourselves, and others. A third application is turning before it's too late. Notice in verses 51-55 through that God doesn't only keep His promise to bless those who obey, but He also keeps His promise to punish those who don't obey. In this case, God punishes those who are proud instead of humble. It is said that too many people will ignore the preached and taught word of God and have to experience the pain of punishment before they will turn from pride and arrogance to humility and fear. Let's work on turning to God's will before punishment is sent our way. Our lives are challenging enough without God sending punishment Painful punishment. Our fourth application is God's moving in the mundane. Notice in verses 1 through 4 and verse 7 that God is known for working in the mundane. That is, God doesn't limit himself to always performing a miracle. In this text, God works in the midst of taxes being imposed on Jews by the Roman authorities. God is working in the midst of there being no room for a pregnant lady in the inn. And God is using essentially working class people to bring Jesus into the world. This should say to us that God can be working in our mundane lives. The question is, are we discerning what God is doing? Let's work on being open to God's moving and our ordinary lives and being obedient to his will. Our fifth and final application is marriage over cohabitating. Notice in verse 5 that Mary is pledged to be married to Joseph. They were not known for shacking up or cohabitating. <clears throat> There are too many people who excuse themselves from the clear teachings of either live a holy single life or live a holy married life after you get married. If a man and a woman are in so much love that they cannot live without having sex with one another, then they should get married. If they don't love one another enough to get married, then they should not play house, especially with children around. Let's work on keeping marriage sacred with our teachings and examples. We are challenged to condemn the practice of sin of cohabitating without condemning the cohabitors or sinners so much that they become hopeless.